right, let's get to it. Welcome to another episode of Fan Speculation. I am CJ Palmisano. I'm one of your hosts, my other co-hosts on vacation. So please welcome, if you're new here, our honorary third co-host, but now he's my just my co-host tonight, Andreas Palacaris. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, CJ? Happy to be back. You're always welcome, my friend. Um, you're, you're filling in for Vin while he is uh, away in Portugal having a, a beautiful time, I'm assuming. He just left the other night. Portugal? That is awesome. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm Portuguese. Like, I'm actually Portuguese, and I've never been to Portugal. And Vinny's like Italian and German, and he gets to go to Portugal before I do. Lucky, <laughs> lucky, lucky bastard. That's like... That's well, like no, go ahead. Uh, hopefully he gets you a little something, something, you know? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, he... <laughs> He, it's it. That'd be like me saying, "Oh, I'm going to Greece before you did." Yeah, yeah, I would, I would be hashtag hurt a little bit from that one. Yeah, but knowing your fam, your parents, like, they'd make sure that that wouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, specifically my dad, but yeah. That's yes. True. Anyway, um, so Vin's away in Portugal, having a good time, have uh, with his family. Uh, but to, but that doesn't mean the podcast stops. So Andreas is here to. Have fun like we always usually do. Bullshit, shoot the shit, and talk about all the stuff that's been going on lately in the world of not just Marvel, but uh, a lot of pop culture. But we'll get into those stories. And as far as the world as Marvel goes, uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit of She-Hulk and some theories. Um, Disney plus Marvel, they just released the opening clip to the first episode of She-Hulk, which comes out on Disney Plus next Wednesday. This coming Wednesday, rather. Uh, we're going to be going over a bit of a theory about how... Will Ant-Man die in Quantum Mania? I don't know. We'll have to uh, elaborate on that. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito uh, wanting to play Charles Xavier and some speculation as to is he telling the truth? Uh, what other X-Men characters could we be, be introduced into the MCU if I could fucking speak tonight? Uh, what Maybe some actors who we'd like to see play will be introduced into shows, movies. Um, is John Carlos, Giancarlo Esposito full of shit? Is he going to be doing it? I don't know. Uh, but first, we kind of have to talk about this because it's the biggest breaking news story at the time of this recording. And Andreas, I know you said even before, like, oh, I don't fucking care about this guy. And I don't care about him either, but we kind of have to talk about it. Um, so Ezra Miller is back in the news today. And um, last we talked about Ezra Miller on this podcast, he uh, was accused of grooming a young girl when he was 23 and I believe she was um, 12 or something like that. And um, just recently he was arrested in, I believe in Vermont for breaking, uh, uh, breaking an entry and uh, stealing alcohol. And I'm just like, my guy, did you spend all of your justice league and fantastic beast money? Like what the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's, it's insane. I don't know what this guy is doing, man. I, I hope uh, has has Warner Brothers come out publicly to like say, "Hey, we're gonna release this movie. It's 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 important to our franchise or whatever, like at a bare minimum." But we do not condone the actions and and await investigations or court hearings for well Ezra Miller on how to since... proceed. Like, are they are they doing something about this? Well, there is. Uh, that's what leads us into this top story that was released today via the Hollywood Reporter. So, reliable source. Um, this the article reads of the title says Warner Bros. weighing the fate of quote the Flash's 
as its Ezra Miller problem grows. Uh, the studio ponders three paths forward for expansive, uh, expensive DC film with a worst case, if unlikely, scenario, including the project being scrapped. Now, Batgirl just got scrapped not too long ago. And I remember watching a couple videos like, uh, well, watching one video, this girl, Brett Cooper, who is on the comments section. And she, she worked with the Daily Wire and with Ben Shapiro. And I saw Ben Shapiro have a thing saying, if you, you go woke, you go broke. I don't think that's necessarily the case. Could we have seen Wokeness with Batgirl? Probably, maybe. I don't know. But the movies can. And I just think it sucks because, you know, they put a lot of hard work into this. And a lot of hard work has been put into uh, the Flash uh, movie as well. But the big difference is $90 million was spent on the Batgirl movie. $200 million was spent on this movie. So uh, we'll read this. I'll get through this article real quickly. And then Andreas and I will shoot the shit about this. So this reads, The fate of the Warner Bros. Flash hangs in the balance of actor Ezra Miller continues to make headlines for their because he uses because they use they them pronouns personally fuck you you're a groomer uh controversial behavior and various uh arrests and outright shelving of the film is not off the table though it would be a last resort uh warner's and its new parent company, Warner Bros. Discovery, had hoped to avoid the line of fire because its biggest budget DC superhero tentpole isn't scheduled to hit theaters until June 23rd of 2023, but the pressure is mounting by the day. On Monday, the actor uh, was charged with felony burglary. On Wednesday, the Rolling Stone reported that Vermont's uh, child Services Department is attempting to locate a mother and three children who have allegedly been residing at Miller's Farm in the state. A source with knowledge of the situation says the studio appears to be preparing for three possible scenarios. The first, Warners has received indications that the 29-year-old Miller, whose mother has accompanied the actor in recent days, will seek professional help after returning home to their farm in Vermont after being away. If that happens, Miller, who goes by they-them pronouns, could give an interview at some point explaining their erratic behavior over the past two years. The actor could then do limited press for The Flash, and the movie would open in cinemas as planned. Um... Now, let's just weigh on this real quickly before I continue. Um, This scenario right here, um, I think it's a healthy scenario for Ezra Miller uh, for, you know, their own uh, uh, peace of mind. And plus, the Flash movie still gets to be in the movies, which it's more or less at this point where, like, not that I really want to go see the movie. It's more like, what is going to be the outcome of all this? Yeah, I... I don't know this. I I could see where Warner Brothers is coming from, wanting to. Cause this is like their crown jewel movie to 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 reset things and the timeline. And but I think it comes to 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 be where they're either gonna have to pull in the release date to try to get this out uh, before anything else uh, official uh, is ruled, or they just risk that. This 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 uh, Ezra Miller is gonna have to go through trial. Um, most you know, and 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 just by going through trial, right? There's you know, uh, I know people say bad press is is good press, but this is where bad press is just bad press, right? So mm-hmm. um, even if it does go through trial, uh, they're gonna be pressured by activist groups, etc., to to can the movie or or not release it. Uh, formally on in theaters, maybe just an HBO Max or or some sort of streaming service release, and they're not gonna. It's gonna take a hit. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I get where they're getting from wanting to not, you know, uh, Candace right away, but as time goes on, I it's going to be harder and harder, and I don't see how they it reverse be, out of this one. It very will be harder yeah. and harder, and there are, there are two other scenarios, which the second one I am more for. It says, the second scenario, even if Miller doesn't reach out for help, Warners could still release the film, but don't expect Miller to play or um, promote mm-hmm. uh, in a prominent role in terms of marketing and publicity, nor would Miller be the Flash going forward, as the role would be the uh, be recast in future projects and the third option the situation with Miller deter- uh, deteriorates uh, further uh, uh, this would see Warner's killing the movie outright as it could could not be reshot with a different actor Miller plays multiple characters and is in almost every scene scrapping a 200 million dollar film would be an unprecedented move all this comes amid the charge of uh, the change at Warner's earlier this month, newly minted Warner Bros. Discovery CEO David Zasloff stunned Hollywood when shelving Batgirl, a $90 million movie made for HBO Max. Unlike The Flash, there was no individual controversy involved. Rather, Zasloff opted to take uh, a tax write-down on the uh, the project and pivot away from making uh, streaming films for DC. Uh, Miller was cast as The Flash in 2014, the same year as the solo Flash film was announced. The Develop uh, process has been long with multiple directions coming and going over the years until it filmmaker Andy uh, Mushetti, uh, Mushetti, I guess, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, finally got the project off the ground. The film also stars Michael Keaton back as Batman for the first time in 30 years and Ben Affleck as a different version of Batman. Uh, and then it goes on to say, blah, blah, the key film, blah, blah, all this stuff. So, uh, and then it goes on to his other charges, if you're unaware of this, um, the felony burglary in, in uh, Vermont. The, the latest charge comes after Mellor was arrested in April in Hawaii and booked on suspicion of second-degree assault per the Hawaii Island Police Department. The incident reportedly occurred when Miller was attending a get-together at a private residence and became, and, and quote, became erratic after being asked to leave and reportedly threw a chair, striking a 26-year-old female in the forehead per police. That came on the heels of March arrests on charges of disorderly conduct and harassment following an incident at a karaoke bar in Hawaii, uh, Hilo, Hawaii. At least one project has already been distanced itself from Miller on Tuesday. The Salvador De La Opic Dillian left Miller out its press release and an announcement that its debut with Toronto Film Festival. Uh, they don't mention the whole thing with the girl and the uh, alleged grooming, but, um, but yeah, um, this has been well documented. All this stuff going on with Ezra Miller. It's been happening. I mean, there is shit that goes as far as back as 2020 when he choked the footage of him choking a female fan. And then it was right. Warner Brothers were saying things like, oh, you know, it's not, it wasn't a big deal. You know, and the fan said something, something. But at this point, when I see all this shit, it means, no, they paid this, this girl hush money. The bottom line here is that Ezra Miller has been a huge problem for DC and Warner Brothers. And. He needs to go. That that is the that's just what needs to happen. Is you know you can just recast him. Uh, do, uh, my whole humble opinion is that do the second option, get rid of him, uh, re- release the Flash movie. You know because there are a lot of people who worked really really hard for this, and I was really interested because I really liked Michael Keaton's Batman back in the day. So I really just want to. Uh, I don't want Ezra Miller involved in DC anymore. But I don't think the people who worked hard on this movie should have to be punished. What do you think, Andreas? Yeah, I think that was what I was 
uh, alluding to earlier. I mean, you release the movie. If anything, you you pull it in, so you just get it done with. Um, and then maybe maybe you work in an after credit scene with another actor that um, whatever Flash did in that movie, maybe it really got messed up, and now there's a there's a a new Flash in the new timeline for DC, and 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 that's your that's your Flash going forward. Um, just to make it somewhat cohesive, because uh, I don't think they're going to do like a roadie situation from Iron Man to Iron Man Two kind of deal, right? Or they shouldn't. So they're trying to make it trying to make it fit with the with the uh, DC universe and storyline would be a would be a plus um, if they can if they can manage that. Um, otherwise, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm a Michael Keaton uh, Batman fan. I was a uh, you know, he he was great as the Vulture in the Spider-Man movies, so I was really hoping for this to come out uh, primarily for those reasons um, and to see what they do with with the universe as a whole. So, um, yeah, uh, option option two from those three sounds sounds about appropriate. Just you know, let the let the movie go and recast them after. I think if Miller wants to get help, that's one thing. If he wants to get help, that that's fine, but. He shouldn't be involved with DC anymore. Uh, you know, that's my personal opinion. Plus, I mean, I think there's been a lot more. In- like you said, this this movie was really supposed to relaunch the DCEU or whatever the hell the DC are tr- or DC are trying to do with their whole the whole universe thing. It's it would be a shame for this thing to be shelved because of one guy, you know, causing all this bullshit. You know, it's like when you're in school and there's that one kid who keeps doing all this bullshit. He keeps like or like all these group of kids who are doing things and then the teacher punishes everybody. That's not fair. I never liked that and it's never been fair, but let's just try and move on to more positive things. So the next bit of news we have to talk about is that Marvel and Disney uh, released the opening scene for She-Hulk. Now, uh, if you haven't seen the clip, uh, you can pause this and go watch it real quickly. It's just a quick one-minute video. Uh, if you don't care and want to hear about it right here, okay, that's fine too. So it starts off with Jennifer Walters and uh, Bruce Banner in a car together, and Jennifer Walters has a theory that Steve Rogers is a virgin. Now, this is all something I think a lot of Marvel fans have speculated over the years, like when the hell did Steve Rogers have time to fuck, which isn't really a whole lot. And she gives her case. She gives her, um, her th- reasoning, you know, that, he probably didn't have a whole lot of girlfriends prior to the Super Soldier Serum. And he, uh, you know, he was frozen in ice for a long time. And then all these conflicts like, you know, um, the events of the Winter Soldier and Age of Ultron and the Civil War where he was a fugitive and on the run for so long. So and she's actually making good solid points because she's a lawyer. And as we see, um, Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner is still in a sling. We've seen that uh, whenever he was Professor Hulk, you know, after Endgame, he was still in the sling. Uh, in the hologram projection in Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, he's still inside of a... His arm is still in a sling. So who the hell knows how long this has been going on for? Like, it, apparently the snap caused permanent damage to him. But the big thing here is, is that as Jennifer Walters and Bruce Banner are driving this alien ship comes out of nowhere and Bruce Banner's like look out and he takes the wheel and they 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 drive off to the side of the road and crash the car and what appears to be in the trailers is that in the in the in the uh, uh incident that happened 
uh, Jennifer Walters must get some of Bruce Banner's blood into her bloodstream, which uh, I don't because in the comics she um, she needed a blood transfusion and she was being uh, hunted down uh, by someone she was prosecuting and someone she, uh, and it was like a mob mob boss or something. And he decided she needed a blood transfusion, and the gamma radiation saved her. It's slightly different. But the big thing here is that the ship in question, this alien ship, was a ship from Sakaar. Now, we all remember Thor Ragnarok. That's where they were on Sakaar, Thor, Valkyrie, and the Hulk. The Hulk was the champion. Well, he was the Grand Master's champion. So maybe the Grand Master has been looking for the Hulk, looking for Bruce Banner this entire time, trying to track him down. What do you think about this, Andreas? Yeah, I think I think because that that was his grand champion back in Sakar, um, and he's either looking for him to to capture him back, and and or or the alternative, which is you know he's probably pissed off that he lost him, and and maybe he he can't be the world's champion either. Maybe he's out out to kill him. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think we we looked into some some similar background on this one. Um, it was a short clip, uh, and it was kind of funny. You can see the positive relationship between um, between the two uh, cousins there. Um, but what uh, what got me is that I think there's a theory going around that um, the next Hulk movie might be a uh, World War Hulk. Um, and I have to be honest, I never really. Uh, read this comic or was i i was aware of the uh comic from the planet hulk storyline which uh some nods were in in thor ragnarok uh but i think this one is where um the the proper comic line is where the avengers uh namely the Illumina uh, illuminati take him off planet um he starts a life in sakar as the as the champion uh kind of a nod to ragnarok has a wife um and then Something happens. Uh, I forget what what the real the ship said or what that the theory ship, was. But sorry, let me clear you up. the ship that he was on, it exploded and it killed his wife and unborn child. Yeah, yeah, and he comes back to Earth. And I'm, I'm looking at some Google images now just to see what the comic covers look like or what some of the stills from the comics look like. And this dude is like, like the Hulk is like 50 times bigger and just like you know, annihilating the Avengers um, and just going rampant. So um, I would be interested in that kind of storyline. I just feel like that's going to be a huge pivot from where that character arc has gone. You know, he's gone. He's, he went from like the whole crazy Hulk in, in Thor Ragnarok. And now he's like professor wise Hulk. I don't see how they're going to go to a world war Hulk after, after this. Like, I feel like that would be, retracting from from Mark Ruffalo Bruce Banner's uh character development. I think the thing is is that the Hulk has gotten a lot of criticism <clears throat> and I think rightfully so. I I mean there are certain things that you look at and you're just like, "Oh, well, the Hulk looked bad in Infinity War." And like, yeah, it was he was used to make Thanos look really good and menacing and Thanos winning in Infinity War. And then you can say the same thing about the Illuminati Multiverse of Madness. Like, oh, the Illuminati was was they were garbage. The Wanda handled them with ease. Yeah, it's because we're building the Scarlet Witch as the villain and we're making her a big threat. So it kind of sucks that other characters kind of have to be sacrificed for the character development of a more important character, but I think it's necessary. In this regard, though, I think it is very important that we start to go back to that incredible Hulk uh 
you know, just Hulk smash and all this shit. Like, the best Hulk movie is Thor Ragnarok, let's be perfectly honest. And yeah. my, my favorite version of the Hulk was from Thor Ragnarok. And then the second best version of the Hulk is from the first Avengers movie. Um, it's because the reason being is, is that the, the first Edward Norton Hulk film is MCU canon, but they, there were issues with Edward Norton and he had to be recast. And there were like rumors saying that he couldn't work. He wasn't working well with the other actors and that he was butting heads and they, excuse me, they recast him. So, it doesn't surprise me. And then they finally get with the whole the whole Mark Ruffalo thing, rather, I should say. Uh, you know, Mark Ruffalo coming in, and it feels like a soft reboot for the Hulk. And that Edward Norton Hulk film almost doesn't feel like MCU canon, even though they did bring back William Hurt as uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross instead of a general. He was the Secretary of State in Civil War and moving forward from the MCU. Um, they did use the moment in the episode of episode three of What If where Mark Ruffalo did voice the Hulk in that scene where he was fighting those uh, those army soldiers. Um, and they did use Betty Brandt. Uh, you know, Liv Tyler, I don't believe, was in the show at all, but... I think the thing is you kind of have to start referencing these old parts of the Hulk's history to really put it in. And I know there's a whole there's a whole th- conflict with Universal. It's like Universal somehow owned the rights to like solo Hulk movies. And Marvel has to go through that thing. And how they get the Hulk into other movies is that they uh, do like loopholes. Like, well, we're allowed to use the Hulk for other projects such as the Avengers or if we want to throw him in a Thor movie or something like that. They can use the Hulk that way in a loophole. Um, But the thing is, is that I feel personally that I think the Professor Hulk stuff was fine for the time being, but... Uh, one one criticism I have of Avengers I have of Avengers Endgame is that the Hulk never got his revenge from Thanos. I feel like we we were robbed of this really great epic battle between the Hulk and Thanos. And yes, you can say that he was given the snap and he he came he brought everybody back, but we need to go back to what makes the Hulk so great and why people love the Hulk, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I would prefer, I would love to see a World War or or, or two Planet Hulk movie. Um, I just, I just personally don't see where, how like where they would take that character, right? Like, like what, what harsh event is gonna turn him, quote unquote, controlling and finding balance in himself and the Hulk into Professor Hulk, to going to full on Hulk Smash and just rage Hulk again, like. It would have to be something serious, like a death, or, or, something that he would lose, or, or you know, like, I just, yeah, I'm just curious to see if they get there, like how how they get there with with the storyline. I'm not sure, and maybe seeds we planted in the She-Hulk show. I I also think that Hulk Bruce Banner is not going to be in the in the show that long. I really think all this stuff we've seen with him, he's probably going to be in there for like. One episode, maybe two, and then he's gonna fuck off and leave. Um, uh, I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I feel like things that could happen. I don't know. Maybe it could be a similar thing. Maybe Bruce Banner is allowing himself to love, and he meets somebody, and then that person dies. Uh, who knows what could happen? 
I mean, because Marvel, as we know, the Marvel Studios, they don't like to... They, they like to take influence from the comics, but they don't do things, like, exactly the way the comics do. They may mirror some famous images, like... One of the most famous images from the, the Captain America, well, the Civil War comic, is when Steve, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, has his shield up, and Iron Man is blasting his repulsor rays into uh, his shield, and they mirror that perfectly in Captain America: Civil War. And there are certain things, you know, little Easter eggs where I, I mean, I'm the the Civil War comic is probably my favorite Marvel comic I've ever read, and. There are little. I remember watching that movie, finding all these hidden little Easter eggs, and with the Infinity War movie, for example, you know Thanos was they they took it off the Infinity Gauntlet movie uh, comic, and it's more Thanos is trying to impress Lady Death rather than he is an eco terrorist and wants in his mind he feels what he's doing is good, but he but it's wrong morally. Excuse me. I, I think that what this thing could be as to what the Hulk does. That makes him go full on rageful Hulk smash. Um, maybe you could bring back Liv Tyler in some capacities with Betty Brant. Um, maybe she could die, and that's how this whole thing comes to blows. But I think we should kind of get into we, we we're going to be getting recur- returning characters like Emil Blosky, uh, uh, the Abomination, and in this in this show, Wong is going to be in the show. But I feel like there's the villain isn't going to be so cut and dry with Emil Blonsky. I think we could possibly get the leader in this movie. Now, if you are unfamiliar with who the leader is, I will give you a brief rundown. So the leader, he is, if you remember from the Incredible Hulk movie with Edward Norton, he was the professor that went to, um, that Edward Norton's Bruce Banner was talking to the whole time. Uh, and so whereas he was making this, uh, where he gave him it like his, uh, vial of, uh, of blood, he was replicating it and thinking we could cure diseases. We could do all this stuff. He's like, no, we have to destroy it. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson. It was the guy who played, uh, I'm trying to remember the character's name, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, Samuel Stearns, who is the leader. That's how, like, his his brain, like, just a little bit of gamma of, the, of Bruce Banner's gamma bl- radiated blood on his head started to make his head boil huge. Um, so, I will give a little history here. So, fictional character, Marvel Comics, blah, 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 the leader, blah, blah, blah. okay, move on to this thing. Stern works as a janitor in Boise, Idaho when he was exposed to gamma radiation. Okay, that's comic, uh, uh, the comic origin. The radiation mutated him into a green-skinned, super-intelligent entity whose name, who named himself the leader, embarking on a career of crime, uh, shape, and oversight. Uh, he is reportedly, uh, he is repeatedly foiled by the Hulk, who overcomes all the leader's schemes, as well as affiliated henchmen known as the humanoids stern would later be further transformed causing his cranium to uh change into the shape of an oversized brain as part of intelligence he oh no intelligenta he is an integral part of the hulked out heroes storyline so i feel like we need to start kind of bringing back some some hulk stuff into the mcu and i feel like the the leader could be the one really pulling the strings. Maybe this law, the the boss of Jennifer Walters is secretly working for him, 
working for the leader. Maybe he's kind of been like pulling strings as to how he sees fit for society. Maybe he mm. wants to, I don't know, he, like, because why else would he want Jennifer Walters to represent Abomination? You know, he's the one who helped create Abomination. And maybe, maybe he wants to bring him in. Maybe he wants to try and get him off because he wants Jennifer Walters to defend him. And maybe he's trying to get her to get him off. That's very hard, though, I would think. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think I agree with that. How he comes into play, I'm not sure. But he could be one of those integral villains that we see throughout the MCU where it's like he's very important. Like he could be like a Doctor Doom type character or a Loki in this regard where he's around the MCU but he's not defeated easily, he doesn't die because we need that more with Mar- with Marvel villains. Yeah, hopefully we get that with some of the bigger villains that they're talking through now but but yeah i agree the the lurking villain is kind of missing so far and is this phase five that we're in technically or phase four we're and we are I'm, we are in the end game of phase four so it's gonna be she okay. hulk and then black panther wakanda forever is going to end phase four um and okay we i mean we are supposed to be getting some decent cameos daredevil will be in this show and he'll probably be a prominent member well, probably a character of of She Hulk, um, you know, and then Vincent D'Onofrio is coming back in the Echo series. There's been some leaked footages of that, just briefly mentioning. Um, maybe like one thing we don't know is are Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters going to know? Like, is Jennifer Walters going to know that Matt Murdock is Daredevil? Is is, she, is right. he going to know that? Uh, I mean, obviously, Matt Murdock and Daredevil are going to know that Jennifer Walters is She-Hulk because she's a public figure. Mm -hmm. So, in the comics, I do believe they are friends and they do know of their secret identities. Because there's even a a comic where Daredevil says to She-Hulk and says, you know, like something about about the confines of the law, where it's like, well, Matt Murdock wouldn't do this, but daredevil would in the sense of him and spider-man broke out a prisoner who was wrongfully accused of uh, i believe murder and the courts decided him as you know they, they trialed him for murder but even though he was clearly framed something happened in the comics yeah i, I would i would say by the by the middle to end of the season depending on when um when daredevil comes in i would like to think that there would be a mutual like, hey, you know, um, or or maybe she would pick up on it, right? Because she's a smart lawyer, she would see how he has his his sticks that maybe go goes into. I'm, I'm not sure how they're gonna do the whole um, the, the 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 blind walking stick versus the the, the you know that that breaks apart. He kind of has like the nunchucks when, or not nunchucks, but or is it nunchucks? I don't know. Um, no, it's not when one nunchucks. He it just <laughs> it's like. You know, it it can be one stick that's broken up into two pieces, like beat, like uh, yeah, like police sticks yeah. almost, but without the clubs. Yeah, so I almost feel like she's gonna figure it out before he tells her. Uh, maybe that's a that's a potential way. Like I liked how they're going into like the whole detective thing or or lawyer thing while she's you know, like you said earlier when that when that short aired on on YouTube of kind of piecing together where Captain America has been and. And yeah, okay. Well, he hasn't really been with anybody, and, and then boom. But um, um, yeah, I would like to think that she would either 
figure out that uh, Matt Murdock is Daredevil or by the end of the series, you know, um, maybe second to last or last episode, uh, he he tells her and 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 uh, and and that and they share like their secret identities type deal. Well, I mean, again, um, but, she's not really a secret identity, but I, but I yeah, see your, true. I see your part to it, and I feel like She-Hulk is also the opportunity not only just to bring in characters like the leader and other characters, but like bring back characters similar to Daredevil. Like, I think we could possibly see someone like a Foggy Nelson come back. Um, I, I think Foggy Nelson, like the actor in particular who played Foggy Nelson, I can't recall his name. He was a, an integral part of the Daredevil series, just as much as Kurt Charlie Cox was as Matt Murdock, and I and I just personally loved Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. So I would just, if we're gonna bring back characters, bring back whoever played Karen Page and Foggy and and Bullseye and everybody because they're all incredible actors. I, I agree. I agree. I forgot his name too, but I can picture him so vividly. Uh, if you've seen the Daredevil series, you know each person I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah, they're all they're all great at what that, they did. Do you think that Kang is going to make? A, I mean, are they saving? Do you think they're saving Kang strictly for Phase Five? Like I know Black Panther has the first uh, supposed uh, mutant. Uh, Was it Namor? Right as the villain. Um, but well, but do you? Na- sorry, go ahead. But do, do you see Kang making any kind of appearances, or is that going to wait until Quantumania, Ant Man, um, for for him to start showing up? Well, I think that we'll see Ant Man. We'll see Quantumania where we'll see Kang show up. I do think that, as far as the Namor thing, he was dubbed the first mutant in the comics, and I think they are going to go with that because he's half Atlantean, half mutant. Because he his skin is is more like human toned skin, whereas the Atlanteans are blue right. skinned. Um, right. I there's rumors about a Doctor Doom post credit scene in um, in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. He could have been the one who caused oh, the, wow. con- the conflict. Um, okay. As far as Kang goes, that's kind of goes into our uh, our next kind of story, which great segue there. Um, th- there's a theory going around that. Ant-Man could die in Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. Now, we don't have we I know, believe me. No, I don't we don't have time to go into this whole theory cuz this whole thing was like a 20 plus minute long video which we don't have the time for. The gist of it is is that it's for it's for two things. One, that the death of Scott Lang could cause the spark for the Young Avengers, which happens in the comics. Scott Lang dies, and then the Young Avengers are started. We already have some instance of the Young Avengers members in the MCU. We have Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. We have uh, Kate Bishop, Hawkeye. We have uh, Cassie Lang as Stature. That will be her her superhero name in Ant- Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, Billy and Tommy Maximoff as Speed and Wiccan were in the Young Avengers comics. Um, I think eventually we will see... Billy and Tommy into the MCU at some point. Um, there was something in the comics where I think like where Billy was born from Wanda, but like the consciousness of Tommy was like brought to another parents or something. It's something I read briefly about reading up on Tim, uh, Tommy and Billy. So the young Avengers are already starting to form. I mean, we also have Riri Williams, um, who is Ironheart in the comics? She is another potentially young Avenger in the mo- in in the works. 
there's that that could happen. And the whole thing with like Kang's plan. Now, I, th- I, this is judging from the theory, and this would, this is honestly incredible if it's true. Is lead, led to believe that the person from, I think, I don't know what screen ramp, whatever the YouTube channel is, that Kang is trying to build his own sacred timeline, just like He Who Remains made. He Who Remains made a sacred timeline in the sense he was the least evil of all the Kang variants, and he was saying that this is the way it's got to be, this is the way the least amount of casualties will happen, this is the least amount of people will die, and this and that. And Loki's like, and uh, Loki and Sylvia are like, well, you've taken away people's free will. He's like, well, if you think I'm evil, just wait till you meet my variants. And Kang could be trying to make a sacred timeline for himself, the perfect timeline. And the reason why, going back to the whole Scott Lang death thing, is that a lot of people think that this could happen is because in this clip that's leaked out there, it hasn't been shown officially on YouTube yet from Marvel with the quality, but it was shown at Comic-Con, and Ant-Man, Scott Lane, says to Kang, and says, look, I don't know who you are, but I'm an Avenger. And Kang says, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you before? Kang, if you don't know this point, he is a time-traveling villain. He is almost impossible to defeat. And to think that he has been to multiple different universes and he's able to spread his consciousness into other versions of himself, to think that you have defeated the Avengers so many times and killed so many different Avengers that you can't remember exactly who you have killed in the MC- in this whole grand multiverse. And I personally think this would be a dumb move by Marvel to kill off Scott Lang because everyone loves Paul Rudd as, as Ant-Man. But Peyton Reed, the director of uh, Ant-Man, the, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, was saying something along the lines of, this is a game changer for the MCU, and it will lay the foundation for what Marvel is trying to do. Now, Andreas, I want to get your thoughts on this whole thing, and what do you think that we could see from Quantumania? Yeah, I I think um, I think we saw the same video. I think it was the one that you sent me, actually. But yeah. um, the, the, the part that that spoke to me the most is that the the term Kang Kang Dynasty. Um, I think part of the theory was that the Kang Dynasty could be just multiple of these of these Kangs, um, and the and the the head or the or the King Kang or the or Kang the Conqueror um, is probably like the the worst of them all, like the most evil of them all, and and that he who remains. Uh, when he was talking to to Loki and, and, and is it Sylvie? Is Sylvie, it uh, yes. Sylvie was her Sylvie was her name? Of like, oh, you want to you you don't want to meet the other me's, and, and, and almost like thinking that like he was astray or that he was an outlier or an outcast, and he was trying to keep his own sacred timeline, um, and maybe use the Avengers. Uh, I think this is part of the theory that. Uh, he purposely, um, in the sacred timeline, allowed them to go back in time. I think Loki was like, "Hey, well, why didn't you stop the Avengers from going back and messing things up?" And and the TVA was like, "Oh, that was that was supposed to happen. That's part of the sacred timeline." Maybe that Kang, uh, the 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 he who remains, the one that we saw, wanted to to use the Avengers to come up with quantum time travel um, because in the comics. And I think um, what what the theory was going to uh, as well is that uh, Kang the Conqueror has technology 
that taps into the um, the the quantum realm, and he can essentially like conjure shields or weapons that that tap into there. And let's say Thor blasts the crap out of him, or or Iron Man, or or whoever, or or hell, like even even Miss Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel, um, will just block it with this mirror you know kind of effect of of the quantum realm and it will just phase through and 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 into into oblivion kind of thing and 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 protect him so um i hope that uh, i don't want to see paul rudd die although that would be like a like an end game type thing where we think he's dead but uh, in in quantum in in the next film like uh, uh, sorry Kang Dynasty uh, or whatnot um, we can get a, a different Scott Lang that will time travel or multiverse travel from from the quantum realm and and come into you know our universe or our film um, but uh, I think it's very well possible or the other theory that I heard was um was, was what's it called um, not uh, the older guy the original Ant Man. Um, Hank, Hank Pym. a potential death. Hank Pym. Hank Personally, Pym. I would want Hank Pym to die because if it's if it has to yeah, come down to two, nothing against Michael Douglas and Hank Pym. I think Hank Pym's funny, um, but if it has to come down between Scott Lang and Hank Pym, I'm choosing Hank Pym because Paul Rudd is again he is the perfect adaptation of Scott Lang, and to go off of the whole thing with Kang is that with the whole secret timeline, imagine how dangerous you must be for the Avengers if you allowed them to defeat what they thought was the greatest threat to their universe. Mm -hmm. You allowed Thanos to get all the Infinity Stones and snap away all of living life. And then the Avengers come and form... uh, Tony Stark just offers time travel and they're able to get the stones, go back in time, and bring everything back to the way it was. It could come into play, and who knows where all this stuff comes from? You know, I, I have a theory that I think uh, Tony Stark was able to discover time travel only because Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four were not around long enough on Earth for Reed Richards to discover it first. I, I, that's my small little theory when it comes to the Fantastic Four. I still think the Fantastic Four are stuck in the quantum realm. Um, oh wow! Okay. Okay. That's my theory because Scott Lang was stuck in the quantum realm for, in his time, five hours, which ended up being five years. So imagine being stuck in there for a couple of days. You're in there for two decades. Or, or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there, it, it, could that explain how the supposed cast is going to be a little bit on the older side because they've been stuck there since like the. I think the, the younger the 60s or well or, maybe the younger I've heard younger side I don't know who I mean well, oh younger side okay I, I've I've heard that you know the casting for Fantastic Four will be announced at D twenty three also that Joe Keery aka Steve from Stranger Things is apparently one of two guys who's up for the excuse me the Human Torch uh, role so it's between uh, Rudy uh. Rudy Panko. Is in uh, it's a rumor is in the final test to become Miss uh, Marvel's Human Torch. The Outer Banks actor is trying to is trying for the role with Joe Keery, Steve of Stranger Things. Personally, I'm looking at the picture I have in front of me, and just in general, I would want Steve. I would want Joe per- uh, Joe Keery because I love Joe Keery. Yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping for uh uh you know 
not not a not a younger team just because it it wouldn't make sense with uh, John Krasinski, right? I mean, like he would he would fit the the you know kind of more experience, you know, older Fantastic Four or something like that. So I um, think it's okay anyway. to have John Krasinski, and the thing is, the person who needs to be the youngest is Johnny Storm. Is Man, the human torch? He needs to be the youngest character of them all. Um. And if you want to make by a lot, right? Because that's 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 uh, his wife's younger younger brother, right? Yeah, but not that much younger. Okay. I mean, there is a bit of an age difference between Sue Storm and Reed Richards, uh, but at the same uh, time, okay. because you know he does have the the gray hair and everything, but at the same time, because think about it, I think they're in the uh, time vortex. Wherever Janet Van Dyne told Ant Man, don't get. Stuck in a time vortex. Otherwise, we won't be able to save you. You'll, you, you'll be stuck. And yep. hence the reason I think maybe they were stuck in the they were in the area where they were where Janet was able to acquire powers, and maybe that changed them. Whereas, you know the uh, and maybe they got stuck in where Ant Man was because I think in Janet's case, Janet Van Dyne. She wasn't stuck in there for how long? Like a couple decades? Like the 80s she got stuck? I think so, yeah. So take it she's in there 90s and then two. So for two decades she's in the quantum realm. And maybe she is in that area. She's there long enough to get powers. I'm sure they'll explain it with, with the Fantastic Four, but I truly feel like the Fantastic Four will be introduced into... Um, Ant-Man the Watch Quantumania, because it's not going to be an origin story, according to Kevin Foggy. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Which is bold, considering not a lot of people know the origin of the Fantastic Four, myself included. I'm not even too familiar with the whole thing. But Yeah, I guess to, to Marvel's defense, there's been already two movies, two less than adequate movies. Yeah, very true. Detailing the, the origin story. It's kind of like the Spider-Man thing. Well, I mean... I mean, well, I remember you and I were going to plan to go. Remember, we in like 2015, whatever it was, we were gonna, or 2014, we were planning to go see the new Fantastic Four movie. And then you texted me the Rotten Tomatoes score. We're like, yeah, let's go see something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think my 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 go to quote is like, yeah, I'll just catch this on on a streaming service. Which to date, I have not yet seen that. that I haven't movie. either. I heard it was just so horrible that I just decided not to watch yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? Why? Why go through that? So um, I know, but I do but yeah. real quickly before we move on. I want to uh, preface it and go back to Kang for a second, and mm-hmm. that if this theory does come to fruition, if Scott Lang does die in Ant Man: The Wasp: Quantumania, the other part of that theory is that we're not just going to see a variant of Kang. We're going to mm-hmm. see the Kang, the Conqueror, Kang Prime. The, the most evil, the most terrifying, the most powerful of all the Kangs. That was me. <laughs> um, I think we're going to see that in this whole thing. I think we're going to see that. And it would really lay the groundwork. And honestly, it might be a shot in the arm that Marvel needs because a lot of people are very, like, meh about the most recent phase. Yeah. No, I I hope... If we if we do get multiple uh, Kangs um, in in Kang Dynasty or in Quantum Mania, I really do hope that um, they do focus on the one 
Thanos level type Kang, you know, like because I think that's missing in so far in Phase Four, and that's why some some folks are are, are a little bit critical on. So so who is the big bad? Like like who who are we building to? You know, because because Thanos from the from the early you know really shitty CG scene of him reaching in and being like, you know, I'll do this myself or mm. turning around in the chair after the first Avengers to, and whatnot. And yeah, I just think that we need that, that, that outlook on who we the, the big presence. Is, whether, yeah. Like yeah, sh- so. Thanos, Thanos was kind of like in the shadows lurking and, and he was being built upon. Whereas like, I feel right. like Kang, he needs to be a little more present. And maybe we see different instances of Kang throughout these movies. And for me, the big bad has always been Kang since the ending of Loki season one. But for a lot of people who may not be watching these shows may not be aware of this. So I think they really need to hit the ground running and they really need to have really catastrophic consequences at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I wouldn't let I wouldn't have Scott Lang die, but I think something big needs to happen for people to be like, whoa, to get them hyped for the next Avengers movie. Uh, but speaking yeah. of the Avengers, um, we'll definitely see them in Man. Well, Man. We'll definitely see them in the Kang Dynasty. We'll definitely see them in Secret Wars. Considering hell, the Avengers is in the name. But are we going to see any other teams affiliated with uh, these next two movies? I mean, we'll definitely see the Fantastic Four. Maybe whatever version of the Guardians of the Galaxy we're going to get. But are we going to see the X Men? Now, this leads into uh, two other stories. Well, one story and some speculation on me and Andreas's part, as per this podcast goes. It's in the name, goddammit. So, you may know Giancarlo Esposito, famous for playing Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian, uh, his time in Breaking Bad, uh, Far Cry 6, The Boys. This goes on and on. The guy is an incredible actor. So, recently, he spoke at, a, at, a, at some kind of Comic-Con. Uh, reading this article here, saying actor Giancarlo Esposito has made himself made a name for himself as everyone's favorite villain lately. But according to the actor, who is consistently fan cast as one one baddie or another, he actually wants to play an iconic good guy next. And yes, this is an MCU good guy, according to TikTok posted by Count uh, Countdown City Geeks via IGN. Esposito spilled the tea on stage at the TJH Superhero Car Show and Comic Con in San Antonio, Texas. There, he admitted he's gunning to play none other than Professor Charles Xavier in the X-Men reboot. Esposito said, I have not worked for Marvel yet. I've been in the room with them, and I've talked with them. I'm going to I'm going to go for something that's a little bit different. I'm going to go and pull out the universe uh, that I'd like to play Professor X. Esposito is no dummy. He knows fa- uh, fan casting is why John Krasinski got the part of Reed Richards in Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness. If he becomes the popular favorite among the fans, he likely knows his chances of getting the part go way up. Uh, whether it's Gus uh, Gus fr- uh, Frying of, of Breaking Bad, Moff Gideon the Mandalorian, or most recently as Stan Edgar on The Boys, he's just so good at being a bad uh, being bad. But no actor wants to get uh, typecast, so it makes sense to the big role he'd want to take on next would be that of the hero. Um, he goes on to say other things in the in this video. People have said that they fan cast him as Magneto and also Doctor Doom, and he also mentions Doctor Freeze for some reason and. I don't know why he mentioned DC. I think he's just kind of trolling for a bit. Andreas, do you think that it's likely that he would get cast 
as Charles Xavier, or do you think he may be trying to pull a swerve here? I think it's a swerve, um, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I mean, th- there's there's some reason why certain actors are typecasted because they just have that. I mean, he has just that demeanor of like a bad guy. I mean, he's a, I think he's a bad guy in the game like Far Cry Six or something like that. So, yes. um, so even in video games, not just movies. Um, I would personally love to see him. I can't see him as a Magneto um, right now, and and maybe that that my my mind can change, uh, but. Uh, depending on the age of the of the Fantastic Four that they're going with, because um, I don't know what what Doctor Doom's. Uh, I, I think he's the same age, more or less, as as uh, as Mister Fantastic. Um, uh, I think they went to college together or something like that. But um, I would I would love to see um, him as as Doctor Doom. I think he has the the demeanor for it, the you know i'm gonna take over the the universe type thing or or throwing all the superheroes into the sandbox that is uh secret wars um in that in you know the incursion of worlds and all that fun stuff so i could see him in more of in that role i can't see him wheeling around in a in a wheelchair on in cerebro and and saving the world as as part of the x-men i, I just don't I can't visualize it, but um, that's just me. That's what I am kind of. I'm in the same boat as you. He plays such a great bad guy that I can't really see yeah. him as a hero. Now he's an incredible actor, and I'm sure if he was cast as a hero in the MCU, I'm I have no doubt that he could do a great job. If he were if he were to be Professor Charles Xavier, I'd be for it. Um, my my thing is, I have to agree with you. He fits more of of a Dr. Doom. People have been fan casting him as Dr. Doom for a long time. And I think at this point, my personal pick is John Hamm as Dr. Doom is not going to make it at uh, right now. But I think that Giancarlo Esposito could do an amazing job. It's just, he, again, he's just so good at being a bad guy. Like I remember watching the Mandalorian. His character is so good. I remember how like in the cliffhanger of the second to last episode of uh, the Mandalorian season two, he he was saying in an interview that his daughters were texting him saying like, "Oh, Dad, you're not gonna you're not gonna kill Baby Yoda, are you?" He's like, "I will end that motherfucker. I will end that little <laughs> prick, just just to just to fuck with them." And I was like, "That that's a true true villain right there." So I just feel like I feel like he's he's too big of a name to not be involved in Marvel, and I think you should go at your strengths and definitely cast him as a villain. I think Doctor Doom is the way to go for him. I wouldn't mind him being a Magneto, but I think Doctor Doom is a better fit for Giancarlo. I agree. But there are a lot of other X-Men characters that we'd like to see come into the MCU, and there's a shit ton of great actors who could potentially play these characters. Now, Andreas and I are just kind of going to spitball here and just talk about how the X-Men can come into play, who we kind of like to see play as the X-Men, and kind of work things from there. Um... I think the smartest route to get the X-Men involved is to introduce different characters into different um, projects and maybe giving them their own movies. Um, we've already seen Patrick Stewart return as Professor Charles Xavier into Marvel via the multiverse, uh, being the 838 Charles Xavier. I, But I do think... That if the if Marvel if the MCU are going to bring in the X Men, we need a complete recast, overhaul, 
we, I, if you're going to bring back any of the old X-Men characters, I think maybe Secret Wars might be the time to get the variants of those characters, but they should, but you shouldn't be bringing back people like Charles Xavier, uh, uh, uh what's it called? Sorry, Patrick Stewart or Ian McKellen or, 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 uh, Hugh Jackman as those characters again, because they had their time in the sun. Right. So, I think maybe the most likeliest of characters, of X-Men characters that will be officially introduced in the MCU, uh, first and foremost, is Storm. I think Storm can be introduced in um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, there is a relationship there with Black Panther uh, and and Storm. You know, they have a relation. They they dated in the comics. Apparently, T'Challa saves Storm as a young girl uh, in the comics. I think she could be referenced in a mid credit scene or a post credit scene or something for the MCU. Um, who I think could possibly play her if they're kind of going a younger route. Um, I think that the girl from 22 Jump Street, uh, Amber Stevens, Amber Stevens West, I think she'd play a pretty decent Storm. Uh, she is only, she's, oh, she's 35, so she's not that young. Uh, but I think she's young enough that she could play a decent Storm. I, I, uh, is it, is it, uh, too hopeful to, to say Halle Berry at this point? I think Halle Berry, you could probably get her back to come for, uh, uh, Secret Wars. For Secret Wars, and I think you could easily get Hugh Jackman and other characters to come back, but I don't think we'll get Harry Berry back in the MCU as Storm. I mean, I think we should go with the younger route here. Um, and I mean, I could, I would probably say Zendaya if she wasn't already MJ, but can't oh do that. shit, that's a good one. Were you good? Did you not hear me say that MJ Zendaya is already MJ? <laughs> yeah, but it would have been cool. It would have been cool. I mean, it would have been. Is she still? I mean, like when they yes. when they reboot that, I hate to get off topic, but when they reboot that, is Ned and MJ still confirmed, or are they going to go a separate route and go with like a Gwen? Uh, I mean, like, I think from what I understand, um, they're still uh, gonna remember. They're still gonna be in the movie. Um, it's gotcha. Ju- it's just a matter of um, you know, will. I don't know what the storyline is. I think Peter's going to try and make them remember. You know, uh, are there any actors off the top of your head who you think could probably play a good, a decent storm? If not, we can just move on. No, no, not, not, not for me. I, I didn't, I didn't think about storm too much. I more so thought about like Cyclops and Wolverine. My, well, why don't you? Two. Well, why don't you go next? Who do you think could play a pretty good Cyclops? So Cyclops, I was, I was doing some digging before the, but the, the podcast and. Uh, Liam Hemsworth uh, is uh, was was in one article for a Cyclops on the on the you know slightly not too young but still not of the age of the original actor that played Cyclops I forget his name but um, but uh, the, I know there's talks about having uh, that original actor in Secret Wars uh, because Charles Xavier was in that other world uh, was it eight 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 three eight. Eight three eight eight three eight. Um, so that's how Hugh Jackman or that Cyclops can can be introduced. But um, yeah, I read this article where they were like, yeah, Liam Hemsworth for uh, for Cyclops. He kind of got the look for it, the hair. Um, so that's that's my pick based on the 
if they're going more on the not too young like like teenager or or early 20s young but in the in the in the 30s type realm i think that's that's a good pick i think it's a very good pick i i think liam hemsworth is a is a good actor I think he's got the look for it. We also need to. I feel like we need to focus more on Cyclops moving forward in the X Men, because watching Coy's corner on real, the Real Rejects video, he was talking about his kind of ideas. I think that a big problem with the X Men, and I agree with his point, that a big problem with the X Men movies were that it was Wolverine and his friends. At some point, Wolver- <laughs> Wolverine just dominated the X Men franchise, and Hugh Jackman was greatest Wolverine. He's he's iconic. Um, but I feel like other characters got lost in the shuffle and the X-Men are such important characters. Like each of them are such important characters and Wolverine is important, but he's not as nearly as important in the comics as he was made out to be in the movies. I agree. And, and, and that was definitely because of like Hollywood with, with Hugh Jackman. Right. I mean, like, so um, it's what made his like, move. It's what made his career was the X-Men movies. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I mean, when you have an actor like Hugh Jackman in a franchise, you're gonna you're gonna highlight the shit out of that. So, of, oh, of um, course. But no, but with with a with a name like you know Hemsworth, you know, because of uh, uh, Thor, you know, uh, his his brother, um, I think I I think having him as your franchise Cyclops and having that potentially be the lead of the. X Men, um, like you said, would would set them up for like future success. I think so as well. I don't know if you want to get into the into the Wolverine thing, but I do have some people in mind as far as like a um, like I think Iceman. Uh, in my humble opinion, I think Iceman should be played by someone like a like a Zac Efron or a Joe Keery if he's not going to be picked as um, for Human Torch. Or even a Dacre Montgomery. Um, okay. Okay. Someone like Iceman, apparently, as we've apparently, from what I recently found, is an Omega level mutant uh, in more recent adaptation of the comics. Like, apparently, he can take the moisture in the air and, like, similar to how a Magneto is powerful with, with metal, that's how powerful Iceman is, apparently. Um, you have to get someone who's a really good looking guy to play him, um, relatively on the younger side. And. I think getting someone like because if Joe Keery does, let's say Joe Keery gets he he gets uh, Human Torch. My backup pick for that would be a Dacre Montgomery. But knowing Marvel, they'd probably want to go with a Zac Efron, even though he's a little bit too old, a little bit not too old, but a little bit too old. Um, plus, you there also needs to be like some comedic timing in there, right? Which, which maybe Zac Efron's a better suited character for that. I don't know. <laughs> Because Zach, uh, Zach Efron's proved to be uh, to be funny. I I, for, I forget the actor's name. Um, he was. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if you ever watched the CW Arrow series. No. Um, but uh, in 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 the Arrow series, there was a, a younger Arrow uh, who who wore the who wore a, a red a red suit. Um, and and I forgot I forgot the actor's name, but uh, I could picture the guy's face, but. Um, Anyway, the not not Stephen Amell, but but the other the other younger uh, uh, you know Arrow that was that was in that show. Um, I think he had a good quip about him. He was he was serious when it needed to be, 
Um, if you Google like yeah, Sivamel, hold on, Sivamel, um, co-star. Anyway, I can't find the actor's name, but but yeah, he was he was young, uh, not 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 Stephen Amell's age, but yeah, I mean, young. Those, those who are listening win. probably know who you're talking about. Who watched Arrow? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he he was a good he was a good actor. Um, so I I think giving him a chance would 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 be would be pretty good for for Iceman. So, let's move on to uh, Wolverine. I think you and I may have the same person in mind, but I want to hear your thoughts on who you think Wolverine should be in the MCU. Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. So we're different here. Oh, oh um, I've seen some interesting fan art of Tom Hardy as Wolverine. Here's, um, and like, you can't pass that shit up. I mean, here's I'll, the I'll, issue. I'll send you this picture. Here's the issue with Tom Hardy as Wolverine. Uh-huh. He's already Venom. And he may Venom not be... And- Venom in the Sony universe. Yes, but Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man came into our MCU, and they were originally a part of a, another Sony universe for Marvel. And I'm going to be looking at this picture you just sent me here. Um, like, 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 check out that. I mean, come like, on. don't get me wrong. That looks incredible. For those of you who can't see the the cool fan art that Andreas sent me, I've seen really cool fan art as Tom Hardy. But there's one other actor who I think, and at this point, I want to be Wolverine because he's admitted to having talks with Marvel and there's just fan casting with him, is Taron Egerton, Kingsman movies. He fits the build, similar to Tom Hardy. He's 5'9". He's, he's, uh, he's, oh, wow, bul- okay. he's not too bulky. I think he is a good pick to have as like a younger Wolverine. He may, well, he may be a little bit older, sorry, because he's in his early 30s. But I think if you just get him in now, you know, this and he'll kind of look this way for a while. He's not going to age too rapidly. Um, and we all know Wolverine. Yes, he, he has a healing factor. So it 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 slows down his aging process uh, immensely. But I feel like if Tom Hardy isn't the guy that they can get to play Wolverine in the MCU because he's already playing Venom. And there are rumors that Tom Hardy could be done playing Venom after the third Venom film. We don't know yet, but I feel like Taron Egerton is the right guy to play Wolverine. Plus, he's buddies with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm looking at some pictures. I just, I guess he doesn't, he hasn't done a film recently with a full-on beard, so I can't fully picture it like I would with, with a Tom Hardy. Um... But no, he looks young enough. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good pick for sure. I like it. There is another actor that now this this is and this is actually something that was supposed to happen, and I wanted to have what Harry Potter, what, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe? Radcliffe. None. I mean, I've heard rumors about him being Wolverine, but I don't. And he would like to be in the MCU at some point, but I don't know where he would fit. But this is one guy who was supposed. This was supposed to happen. His movie was supposed to happen with this character, and it got scrapped. Mm. Bring in Channing Tatum as Gambit. He was robbed of playing Gambit, and he was so excited, and he wanted to play Gambit, and Fox just took it away. It got scrapped. Yeah, they gave it to the... Didn't 
wasn't there a gambit in the um in the o- o- origins movie with, yeah, with there, some other there, guy? Some there other was actor? there was. There was I can't remember the guy's name who played Gambit in, in X Men Origins Wolverine, but at, then at some point they were trying to reboot Gambit and bring him back into the Fox X Men universe and Channing I remember reading those articles and those those, those were everywhere. At some point they pretty much said, Yeah, the chan like I think Channing Tatum himself even said like it's it's coming into play. It's just it's just we're in pre production. And they were getting into film and they just canned it. I, I think Jeez. I know that sucks. And growing up, Gambit was one of my favorite X Men, and he was just—he's just the coolest guy. Like I think out of all the X Men besides Wolverine, he's the coolest. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm googling now, and yeah, I mean, I I guess I didn't fully appreciate it or realize it, but yeah, there was casting news, and there's one article saying that he was traumatized by the by the news or the cancellation. Yeah, tough luck, I guess. Shit. I mean, do, right. don't you remember all those things like that that went on in like the two, late two thousands, early twenty tens? I guess I guess I forgot. There's apparently there's another picture, a little little still of him at a comic con with a gambit shirt on. So yeah, yeah man, I he, guess I completely missed it. Yeah, I mean, I, we really, really should get him back into the whole thing as gambit. He was he was ready for it. He was gonna be in it, and honestly, just give it to the guy. Give it to him. Give him Gambit. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and there are a lot Gambit. of other integral X Men that we could put in here. Um, are there any other characters that of any actors you'd like to see uh, in the MCU, Andreas? As far as the X Men goes, like any X Men particular, like who are like other than Cyclops and Wolverine? Who are other other characters you'd like to see? Like some some of your yeah, favorite X Men. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not gonna go into fan castings, but um, Rogue. I, I just I'm a I was a huge Rogue fan as uh, growing Same. up, and when when they were in when when she was in the movies and the relationship that she had with um with uh, with Wolverine in in the in the early ones, I just I just gravitate towards that that character. I, I think she's great. I think she. Um, one of the more powerful you mentioned Iceman is 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 obviously really powerful too but I mean she could literally harness and and suck the powers from from mutants I think that's just like and and replicate them I guess that's phenomenal um and then the other one that was in days of futures past that was was close to Logan as well um the one that phase changes through walls and oh was kitty, 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 Pri- kitty pride yes yes her her um and then i'm trying to think of who else beast you gotta have beast we gotta have beast in there uh we gotta have a gene gray and uh one person in particular i think would be pretty cool is naomi scott as as gene gray uh she was in she was in the power rangers movie she was in the reboot of aladdin i think she'd be a pretty good fit for um for gene gray slash the phoenix whatever you want to do um, I'm trying to think. There was a guy who I had in mind who could play, uh, who could play Beast. I, I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, I know Nicholas Holt. I thought he did a really good job for uh, for Beast at the time. In in the, I think it was a guy from. Um, he was How about in, Nick Offerman? Nick Nick Offerman as Beast. Yeah, sure. Let's get Nick Offerman as Beast. Oh, uh, that'd be fucking hilarious. And I'm just Jeffrey going to right. I guess he's already the watcher. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright's already the if watcher. They went older. Yeah, if they went older. Oh, now I, now CD I got one. I got. I, and this is kind of taking from Koi over in uh, Real Rejects, 
but I have to take kind of steal his pick here. Uh, Joel Edgerton as the beast. Gotcha. For those of you who don't remember Joel Edgerton, he has played uh, oh Uncle Owen in 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 in, uh, in, in uh, Kenobi and in Star Kenobi. Wars prior, but but <laughs> and he was in Star Wars prior as Uncle Owen. I think he fits like that very intelligent. Uh, mm. Takes as much time as given to him because I think Beast may not be a prominent, huge role in the MCU, but I think he could really be a really great character. Uh, uh, great what he what, what's given to him. Um, another really good one here. Uh, let's go to Magneto for a second. Uh, what do you think about this, Daniel Craig? As Magneto. Oh wow! Miss 007 himself. Yeah, James Bond as Magneto. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. I can't think of a of another one right now. Um, Yeah, let's see. Magneto. Oh, the other 007. Um, The one who's doing. uh, um, He's in the the Black Adam movie. The 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 actor before Daniel Craig that did that did James Bond. Another, oh, James, another James Bond besides Daniel Craig. Yeah, you're gonna lose me there, pal. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to think about it. James Bond before. I think uh, you know Lily Collins. I think she'd be Pierce pretty. Brosnan. Oh, Pierce, Pierce, Bro- oh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, Pierce. Oh, Pierce Brosnan as Magne. Ah, uh, he'd be pretty good. He'd be pretty good, but it's a matter of if he wants to do it. Um, here's a really good one for. Uh, oh fuck. Uh, I think for Rogue would be uh, Lily Collins. Phil Collins' daughter. Nice. Yeah. I. It's just, there is just, it, it's, we could go on and on and on about characters, we uh, people we'd like to see play certain characters in the MCU um, for the X-Men, It, but it, we'd be here all fucking night at this point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're kind of we, going, we have faith in you, Marvel. We, have faith we do have faith in Marvel. Just get it right. Yes, just just get it fucking right. Get, <laughs> to we Fox's, have faith in you, but just don't fuck up. <laughs> to, to, to Fox's credit, there are a few good X-Men movies, but the track record is all over the place. Yeah, Logan will be like my top. Uh, Logan and Days of Futures Pass, I think, are my, are my top two. Those are the best. Uh, Those are the best. Apocalypse was way down there. Oh, um, the first X Men movie because it was the first X Men movie, right? I mean, and X, yeah, X X two wasn't bad either. I think X two is the better movie of of the original yeah. trilogy, but I think yeah. that X, like the first X Men was like around the time of like the Blade movies and the first Spider Man movie, where like it helped jumpstart something like this, where we're talking yeah. about this on a podcast. The golden era of like true like intro to to comic book films yeah yeah exactly that was was a good time good times i mean real quickly before we wrap up here i think we should kind of get into like where we think this is all going to go um meaning like the x-men i I think how we're going to how this is going to happen we're going to get x X x-men or mutant characters in either movies as like after credit scenes or little nods here and there. We are Miss Marvel Kamala Khan is dubbed the first mutant of the MCU. Namor the Submariner, he's half mutant in the comics and he's dubbed the first mutant in Marvel Comics. So I believe he will be treated as such. He will be a mutant in the MCU going forward. Uh, I think we could see some kind of storm uh, cameo or something or after credit, mid credit scene, whatever the case may be. Uh, and the other being Deadpool 3 will eventually be one of those Phase 6 unreleased projects uh, Deadpool's already a mutant, 
and he will be involved in that to some capacity. Where we see characters like Wolverine and Cyclops and Jean Grey and Beast and, and Nightcrawler, wherever the case may be, Iceman, whoever, I don't know, but I think that is the best course of action, action is get in your heavy hitters, get in those big name characters, introduce them, and work your way to when you eventually have your own X-Men film. Right. Yeah, I, I could see... Okay, yeah, I, I agree with you. Definitely Deadpool is in one of those uh, films that were that were blacked out, that we, we couldn't see the titles for, but the dates were there. Um, I personally see an X-Men type of movie. Uh, I mean, before uh, Avengers King Dynasty, and then maybe, maybe that's like the start of when they're going to be introduced, and then we'll have like our our X-Men team and then uh, potentially cameos of some of the original X-Men in, uh, in Secret Wars. Um, and then I personally hope that Phase 7 is more so focused on, you know, still having Avenger-type characters, but more so driven by the X-Men. And I just want Galactus, man. Like, I've wanted yeah. Galactus since, like, 2008. Like, just give us Galactus. You know, I, I just... I think that would be an awesome like next big bad, you know. Like we'll you, you do the Thanos stuff, do the do the Kang and the Doctor Doom, but I really hope they transition to a to an X Men big bad like like Galactus for the next phase. I mean, Galactus personally. is a is a next level big bad of any of any hero in general. I mean, the thing is, we I think even before we get to Galactus, we can still do so much with like Doctor Doom as a big bad or anything like that. You know, there's a lot you can do with Doom. There's a lot you can do with even like a Mephisto coming into the MCU, which we have teases, but nothing has been, ever been confirmed as of yet. Um, and then we can work our way to guys like Galactus. There's there's a lot, and the future is very bright. Um, even Magneto could be used to some capacity that way. Um, but anyway, I think we can wrap things up here. Uh, Andreas, thanks uh, so much for coming on the the pod there, my friend. Uh, you're always welcome, and uh, yeah. People, you know, Vinny owes people a lot of shit right now. You know, when him, him having him having to step out, you know, the gall of him going on vacation and then emergencies happening and having to get Joe a little while back. You know, the nerve of this guy. The nerve, and and I, I just sent you a picture. I was I was just thinking about what my favorite like Portuguese uh, uh, thing oh, was. Dude. Dude. And have you seen this stuff in, in, have I, in Jersey? Like in Have like I in, seen hang on, hang on. I'll I'll answer your question with another question. Does a bear shit in the woods? Dude, these uh what's it called? I the, grew up okay, on these okay. things. I'll 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 have you pronounce the, the actual name of them because I just know them as like the egg custard type type desserts. What's the appropriate way to say it? Is there a name for them? I don't even or, know fucking uh, I just called them custard cups growing up. Yeah, the custard uh, cups. <laughs> Google says pas, pastis de, de nata. Yeah, pas, pastis de nata. Yes, that's it. Pastis pastis de nata. Nata. These are phenomenal. Vinny, if you're if if you're listening to this, please just have two on us. And if you can bring some <laughs> Um, from through customs, I'll uh, I'll take a dozen. I was gonna wonder oh. where is this going. I'm like, okay, I see, I see now. <laughs> On the payback, he just said that he needs to, you know, give us a little something, something. I want those yeah. egg custard cups that you get in the Newark bakeries. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is amazing. This stuff, jeez. Uh, All right, then. My favorite dessert. Oh, my grandparents would be proud right now if they actually knew what a podcast was. Anyway. Uh, thanks so much, Andres, for coming on. I really appreciate you, buddy. Uh, it's always great to have you on here. 
Thank you very much, man. Appreciate the the time and always happy to talk through stuff that I'm I'm passionate about and yeah, just Marvel, just get get the Fantastic Four right and get the X Men right. I mean that that's all. Like whatever you're doing, otherwise we we'll, we'll, we we can forgive you for the Eternals and and some of the other <laughs> stuff in the past, but but just please just just get get Wolverine, Magneto, Xavier. Get them right, and and uh, and get John Krasinski and the Fantastic Four, and, yeah. and we'll call it even. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. If you like what you heard here, please give us a five star review in your favorite podcast app, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, write a review on your favorite podcast app, along with things like you know. Also, we are in Google Play and uh, Stitcher and all those other fun uh, podcast apps. Um, if you like what you heard and if you want us, if you want to give us a follow on, on social medias, uh, follow us on Instagram at fanspeculation underscore pod. You can follow us on Twitter at fanspeculation. That is all one word, no spaces there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, what, like, you know, some of your fan castings for the X-Men. Uh, how do you think this whole Kang the Conqueror Theory goes into Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. Do you want Giancarlo Esposito to play more of a villain or a hero in the MCU? Um, what do you think about the whole Ezra Miller thing? I think you could probably agree with what we what we think. And what are your thoughts with coming up with She-Hulk being released next week? So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fan Speculation. So for CJ Palmasano, Andreas uh, Palacares. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. The Kang Gang Bang.